Space Battles. I am your GM, Brian. I have five dark side points, so <laughs> this is going to be a good time for me <laughs> and absolutely nobody else. With me, as always, is Rebecca. Hi, I am Rebecca, and I play Eshka, the Bothan mechanic. And Chris. Hello, I'm Chris. I play BC20, the droid senator. And Celia. Uh, hi, I'm Celia. I play Lumia Organa, uh, who is the f- not the not force sensitive middle child of Han and Leia. And Victoria. Uh, and I play Kiyama, who is a chiss who is trying to figure out her place in the world. Yeah, she's a mess. She really is. <laughs> um, so last time you guys went through a portal, and you had a good time in the rain. And you made a new friend. We did make a new friend. Palpy ship. Palpy ship. Palpy ship. <laughs> Am I gonna have to make a theme song for Palpy ship? Yep. Yes. Great. Good. Okay. <laughs> it can just be like a little jingle. It doesn't have to be a whole theme. A jingle. I gotta write a jingle now. Like I gotta. <laughs> like I gotta sell the Palpy ship. Uh. <laughs> So why don't you, uh, last time you guys took off, um, why don't you remind both me and the audience what your intent was? So if I remember correctly, we were originally going to try and go back through the portal, grab our stuff, and then go explore on Palpy ship. But we forgot to check that the ship was a (laughs) one-way ticket. Or the portal was a one-way ticket. So we're stuck on Exegol, and we were going, and we took off on Palpy ship to go back to Anoth to get our stuff and to let our fool and Buka know that we're not dead. Yeah, so I, if I remember, you guys were going to try to send them a message. Yeah, once we got back into like known space. <laughs> okay. Because I think, I think it was something like we were too far out or something. Or... Uh, I mean, you were way out there. Um, per space battles magic. Um, <laughs> Per the, per the magic of the the franchise of whom this is a uh, transformative reimagining of the, the seventh iteration, I guess uh, you could say. Um, I believe that information travels faster than ships, although once you exceed the light speed barrier, I'm not sure that there's any particular reason why that would be true. Um, but I'm already asking too many questions for the genre. <clears throat> so... I think that it's reasonable that within a few days, if you sent a message to Anoth, uh, Arful and Puka could receive it. Uh, what would you like the message to say? I think you should probably keep it on the on the shorter side. Do we want to meet with them somewhere? Like, do we really want to go all the way back to Anoth? Yeah, it is is from what um, I believe it was Eshka had knew and had heard from like spacefarers and traveling traders. Um, Exegol is on the, like in, in wild space, past the northern edge of the outer rim, whereas an Anoth is, whereas Anoth is deep into the, uh, southern, you're about as far away as you're going to get. I think asking them to meet us somewhere is probably the most efficient, um, just because time gonna, and distance yeah, it's going to take a while. Um, I guess the question is, do we consider our, like, how do we consider our mission to Anoth? Do we consider it to be complete? Do we consider it to be incomplete? Like, is there information that we 
want to convey or will want to bring back to the Senate because the, like the immediate place my mind goes to is like, do we just want to meet back on Coruscant? Or is that going to be dangerous because they wanted to arrest Kiyama or... or I'm not or, going or, back or. to Coruscant. I'll stay on this apparently cursed ship. Do you mean coral sconce? <laughs> coral croissants. Do you mean croissant? <laughs> Croissant. Croissant. Um, okay. No, Kiyama, I don't want to uh, set foot on that planet right now. The last time I did, they tried to arrest me. So I'll just stay on this definitely not standard ship and stay far away from Coruscant as possible. Okay. We also have a bunch of um, semi-refugees on board our actual ship. Yes. We might want to do something about that. Right. Well, I mean, if you're going to get in touch with Arful and Buka, I mean, they're, you know, devotedly loyal to VC-20. So likely if you say you know, I want you to do such and such with the refugees. They'll they'll do it. Um, whether that's you know keep them on the planet, whether that's take them to coral sconce or some other planet, you could give them instruction. I guess is what I'm saying. Right. I'm trying to figure out what instruction to give them. Mm-hmm. Can you pull up the map? Yeah. Let God me, of um, the universe. Yeah. Let me move you guys over there. Okay. Cool. We're coming. It never gets old being called God. You guys should really pick up Victoria's habits. That's a. <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds like someone who's trying really hard not to get you to spend those five dark side points right away. I was going to say, that's a, that's a player who knows how to keep their character alive. <laughs> I mean, we've got. I mean, we've, there's a couple of planets that we could drop them off. I tell them to drop them off on that are close to Anoth that are, you know, that aren't like total middle of nowhere Mm -hmm. like naboo is not too far from them true i would like it if you guys gave me an outer rim roll anyone i'm really glad i upped that just now (laughs) oh kiyama's just literally looking at a map and is like i have heard of this planet before (laughs) 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 she knows nothing (laughs) kill page skill page where is my skill page there we go Hey, I still made a success. Okay. Uh, Eshka drags you guys kicking and screaming across the finish line. (laughs) Uh, There is about 15 minutes where you guys have to uh, convince Lumia that she is looking at the map upside down. uh, Listen! uh, Because with two failures, she is very adamant about something that she is very wrong about. Uh, But since everybody else got a success, uh, it's all very apparent to you. Uh, that she is wrong, at the very least. Uh, Being Eshka, hard. <laughs> She's I'm sorry, that, I'm sorry that Lumia has her roles have sort of turned her into a butt monkey, but it's that's no. I mean, I'm sort of figuring it's gonna be like. The way that, like, I mean, I'm fine with it because I sort of figure she's like Luke at the start of A New Hope, who's like, I wanted to go to Tashi Station to pick up some power converter. You know, like, that's that, that's the stage of her character development that she's at right now. Yeah, but who's going to fly it, kid? You? Yeah. She's like, I can definitely I, do it. I, I, I'm a better pilot than you think I am. You actually are a very good pilot, though. I am a good pilot. Seen. I just yeah, don't have a lot of other skills. <laughs> Uh, yeah, fly, flying and being pretty. Uh, not to listen. Not to listen, that's how 
my grandfather started off. I was yeah. going to say, I mean, yeah, it's, I'm she's the Skywalker. So. You're in on brand. So your grandpa started off. That's how your dad started off. Listen, I'm super on brand. That's how your uncle started off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone in my family, except for Padme, basically. And, and she's also started off with looking pretty, just not with the piloting part. Right. Doesn't she pilot at one point? She that does. Happens, right? She okay. does. That's true. She flew this, like, in the beginning of Attack of the Clones, she flew the Starfighter Escort. Even Leia had a piloting moment in Return of the Jedi when she's on the speeders. So it's really just oh, in yeah. my blood. Looking pretty and being good at flying shit. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, all so I need to do. With all that aside, and speaking of the past, um, your Uncle Lando as you would think of him, uh, does have a safe place on, uh, it does still run a city on Bespin, uh, which is very close to Anoth. It's probably the closest place that you can think of that would um, certainly be safe. I mean, I'm going to probably actually propose that then, because like... Yeah, your failure is not a, so much a, a, a knowledge failure. Um, it's just that you it's think a, that, a layout failure. Yeah, it's just that you think that Bespin is up here where Yavin is. Yeah. Um, so once I've sorted that out, um, <laughs> I'm going to propose that they send uh, ha- have Arful and Buka drop off the sort of refugee folks with my uncle Lando, and then maybe we'll figure out another planet for them then to meet us on. Is there a name of Uncle Lando's place? Uh, the incredibly originally named uh, Cloud City. Oh, there's so many little names. Where is Bespin? Right there. K-18. Okay. Oh, cool. Thank you. I was just trying to get my barons. Mm-hmm. I am writing up a message that we will send to our buddies. Okay. I mean, and also in all honesty, they're not all exactly in good favor in the eyes of the law based on their not exactly legal experiments yeah. so yeah. not taking them further in is problem. right and if there's any place to hide refugees of dubious legal status probably with the man who runs a mining operation of du- dubious legal status uh, while that is happening and while a message is being composed, um, I would like one of you, you can choose among yourselves, um, to make me an astrogation roll. Just one of us? I yes. don't think I have that. I, I have that checked, so I can do yeah. that. Um, you are going to get some bonuses from working with Palpy Ship. Oh, so should I wait and re-roll? Nope, I had it all set Oh, up. you added them already. Great. Mm-hmm. I'm good oh, at uh, things sometimes, y'all. <laughs> My dice... My bad rolling the last two weeks has rolled off onto you, and I apologize. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't rolling super great. I mean, like, I rolled great for piloting very conveniently and then terribly, like, all the other times. <laughs> all right. Uh, so you have rolled three failures. Oh, no. And a threat. Oh, no. And I am going to spend a dark side point. So please organize oh. your destiny pools. <laughs> you are going to wind up where I want you to. So Luna's sitting there being like, I know exactly where I'm going. And uh, she's definitely doesn't know exactly where she's going. Yeah, but who's going to fly it, kid? You? Listen, I can do what I'm good at things, (laughs) says Lumia. A lie. (laughs) To no one. I mean, honestly, like, Kiyama can't remember shit right now. So she's just like fascinated. 
has like literally any of you guys do anything she's like you can pilot this is awesome can you teach me <laughs> thinking you're and just lumi is also thinking she's doing a great job so she's like showing off a little bit right oh. <laughs> uh, Pal- palpy ship asks you several times Lumi says are you sure and Lumi's <laughs> like yes i'm absolutely sure like i put in the coordinate okay number two i am not convinced that this is correct well i am very well uh, and with that, Palpy Ship uh, ascends into hyperspace. Uh, it's more difficult than previous hyperspace travels that you've taken before, Mia. Um, there is almost like a rattling sensation, as if the, the compensators in the ship are uh, unable to completely control whatever feedback you're getting from this hyperlane. Uh, and then you, re- you remember, you know, you're not in a hyperlane. You're out in wild space trying to get to one. You're in just sort of raw... Uh, hyperspace and you are suddenly and uh, abruptly ejected from space you've been traveling for probably about 14 hours and you tumble into real space essentially tumbling end over end your engines uh, dead and sizzling and the the sensors screaming in your ear and over the din, uh, Palpy Ship says calmly, Organic number two, we have been ejected. You have miscalculated. Uh, one green light uh, rings up. VC-20's message uh, has been sent after you exited into real space. Uh, VC-20, would you mind reading uh, that message for me? The Force user that was threatening the researchers has been dealt with, but we got teleported to Exegol. Crowny face. We are now returning, but this may take some time. In the meanwhile, could you take the researchers to Cloud City on Bespin and ask them to put together the information they collected with respect to the crystals? As always, thank you both very much. <laughs> I love VC20 is a national treasure, and by national I mean galactic. I was going to say, he's a galactic treasure. <laughs> uh, the sensors are screaming, uh, and you are in you are in some kind of asteroid field. Uh, cool. like a like a nebula the the view screen out to outside shows like a, it's it's beautiful um it's a, like a violet and red and blue explosion um but you have uh your it seems like palpy ship has suffered some kind of damage or failure you don't know exactly know what is going on cool 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 cool, 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 um, cool, cool, cool. Where are we? You're in an asteroid field. I forgot to mention that. Oh. Uh, please give me a piloting <laughs> check. Uh, hang a what on check? Second. A piloting check. Uh, piloting hang on check. So I can set up the difficulty. I've got a bad feeling about this. Um, should I use piloting piloting space? Sorry, I, it takes me a moment because planetary confuses me because I sit, sit there and I think interplanetary right. which is not correct. Why? <laughs> oh, no, you're doing great. You, you succeeded. <laughs> yeah. You did, you, you did it. That's, that's, know, that's, that's a success and an advantage. Some of those dice look very scary to me. I just... Some of this is also that I'm still getting used to what all the different symbols mean. <laughs> the, the comic book POW symbol is is good. Okay, great. Uh, so you... the Even though the engines are offline, Lumia, the, um, the light maneuvering thrusters are still available. And so you regulate Palpy Ship's out-of-control spin into just an uncomfortable shooting forward and can't that 
you know, forward momentum around one of the larger asteroids. Uh, so you're not in any direct danger at the moment, um, but you are still, you know, drifting through an asteroid field. This is making me remember, um, it's been 14 hours that we were on Palpy ship. Uh, mm-hmm. What is the recovery for strain like? With strain, everyone can make a simple discipline or cool check um, and gets one strain back for success. And what's the recovery for wounds like in 14 hours? Everybody gets one wound back with a good night's rest. Okay. And you can also use medical care. Is inspiring rhetoric a thing I can do, or is that like combat only? Yeah, I'll say that you can can do that once. How do I make an average leadership check? Uh, So average means difficulty of two. So you just need to check leadership and... Give me a little sample of the inspiring rhetoric that you were providing as uh, Palpy Ship goes through hyperspace. Um, not a right. lot of it. Um, so, so not no successes, but it said you could spend um, advantage to uh, also recover. Is that right? Um, it says additional, which makes it sound like I have to have also yeah, passed the check. That's yeah. That's that is what it, that would mean. Um, so you can give me some non-effectual uh, inspiring rhetoric. I think the inspiring rhetoric is just going to be like holding out a granola bar to everyone <laughs> without <laughs> saying anything. VC20 has once again provided snacks, but uh, snacks in hand and strain are covered. You are now drifting, uh, and by drifting, I mean very quickly floating uh, through this asteroid field. Uh, Lumia, as you, what are you doing um, now that you have stabilized Palpy Ship somewhat and aren't in immediate danger of slamming into anything? Um, I think that I'm going to ask the Palpy Ship where we are um, because I think that I picked up on the fact that it knew where we were going and I didn't. And I also think that I am a bit panicked and looking for authority figures to tell me things. Okay. Um, so you... Palpy ship responds. We are in space. Um, well, that's helpful. What are our coordinates? Unknown. Cool. Um, systems are currently offline. Uh, do I need to crawl into something somewhere and fix it? Uh, yeah, you do. <laughs> cool. Good. I like doing that. Yeah. Hey, Palpy ship. Where is your uh, like navigational core, or you know whatever the crutch terminology for that would be that Eshko would know, but. Rebecca doesn't necessarily. Organic number one. My navigational core is directly behind the bulkhead immediately adjacent to the cockpit. Cool. Thanks. You should also know that my engines are offline. Yeah. My engines are located on the exterior of my hull. Cool. How are we supposed to get to them? Uh, Palpy Ship, do you have any spacesuits and air systems on board for external repairs. BC-20 walks up awkwardly. (laughs) (laughs) BC-20, do you know how to repair an engine? I do not. Oh, see, that's a little bit of a problem. Could you walk me through it? Maybe. I mean, a lot of it's like intuition. You have to kind of like feel what the system needs. You know what I mean? It's hard to know if I'm not there seeing it, but I can try. Organic number one. Yes. I have produced one spaceship. Ooh, cool. It is in the meditation room. Is that where I met you? Yes. Okay. Hoity-toity name for a closet, but okay. It is in meditation room. 
<laughs> okay. So, uh, mm, would it make more sense, Brian, to um, get the engines back online first so we can, you know, try not to run into any asteroids, I would imagine? And then I can work on the nav system to figure out where we are? I'm not going to tell you what to do. Okay, uh, let's do that then. So, yeah, I, I'm going to trust your, your, your mechanical instincts on this one. Okay. Yeah, so if there are no objections, uh, Eshka will put on the spacesuit and get her little tool belt and (laughs) go on a little spacewalk. I'm loving it. Put her backpack on over her spacesuit. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I will. Um, uh, I'm sorry, Chris, what was that? um, I think VC20 is going to follow in case, like, she needs someone to hold something. Okay. I like that. Uh, Palpy ship. lets you out there is a uh there's like a puff and kind of like a pushing sensation as the air is ejected and it is suddenly very very quiet all around you ashka you can see the nebula beneath you and so kind of a to the side of you there is an asteroid that is moving almost of a speed with you but it is slowly falling behind uh, but you can also see the, the void of space moving behind it uh, like a like a car that you're passing on the highway. Give me a mechanics check please Okey-dokey. Well Okay Okay. Uh, <laughs> so that is a success and a triumph and a tremendous amount of threat so I mean that makes sense given the circumstances. <laughs> right. So part of the stress is that while you have a spacesuit, uh, you do not have a cable uh, that keeps you connected to the ship. Is there so, any sort of like magnet? Yes, you cool. have. You have a magnetized screwdriver um, for situations not dissimilar to this. Uh, the magnet in it is quite strong, uh, but it is also your only tie to the ship. So if you lose it, you've lost it. Before I go out, is there any sort of like rope or cord that I can like tie around my waist and tie around the handle of the screwdriver? I am going to rule that you did not think of this beforehand, and this okay. is the situation that you are in now. That's fair. Um, I have, Especially given the amount of threat I rolled this year. Yes, and I have many dark side points, so <laughs> I'm the boss. And when I don't have any dark side points, then you guys are the boss. But <laughs> right now, uh, VC20, your feet um, are also clinging to the ship. Like, you can just sort of walk across the hull. Um, so I am going to rule that you more so than like holding something or really assisting Ashka, you are just sort of making sure that she doesn't float away and become a, a tiny gremlin drifter in the depths of space. But with yep. your triumph and uh, your success, Ashka, you fix uh, one of Palpy Ship's three engines before it happens. Oh no. Oh uh, no. With your sensors borked, you don't see it until it shows up visually and is a small silver ship, crab-shaped, with two sweeping wings forward in a curling 
pincer-like shape. It emerges from the asteroid field, and it is going to fire a shot. No. May I state for the record, I don't care for that. Yeah, I'm going to tax you three strain, Eshka. You have rolled just a preposterous amount of threat. I really have. <laughs> was, it, was it six or seven? Six. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's, uh, that is going to cost you. Is it firing at her or at the ship? It's firing at Palpy's ship. Okay. How does that go for us? Um, it misses you. Uh, it hits the asteroid next to you, and uh, the ship is suddenly occluded in a gigantic cloud of dust. So, so go ahead, Chris. I was going to say, there is a possibility that um, a ship firing on a Sith ship might actually be a buddy that doesn't Good know point. we are buddies. Is there a way to identify the ship? Um, sure. You can... You were outside the ship, and it disappeared very quickly. You didn't get a great look at it, um, but I will say that you can roll Outer Rim VC20 to try and identify it. All right. Um, it came and went too fast. You weren't able to get a positive ID on it. Mia, you could um, try and hail it inside. Your communication systems are working. Um, I think Mia's not going to hail it. I actually think that she... Well, actually, let's pause. Um, what would I roll to determine if Mia recognizes the ship model? Uh, in this case, it would also be, um, would be Outer Rim. Outer Rim? Okay. Come on, baby. Let's see how we do. Nope. Nope. That, that, that means uh, you succeeded. Oh, that means, yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yes. it's, it's, comic book pow is good. That's right. That's right. It's, uh, like, it's like you're Superman and failing the role is the, the bad guy, and you just powed him in the face. I sure did. Okay, so <laughs> I won. Um, Thank you, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. Um, okay, so do I, so I recognize the ship model, maybe. Yes. Uh, it, is a re- it is a very recent model. It is an Imperial Remnant ship. Okay. Uh, they have Ew. modified from the old uh, TIE fighter models in the last 25 years to this this more compact, uh, slightly more swept-looking model. Okay. Um, I think, I was going to say, I think that Mia is remembering that, like, what we learned last episode about how, like, there was some, shall we say, pushback against anything associated with Palpatine and, like, the clones were destroyed and all that. And Mm -hmm. I think that she's going to be like, they think... These are these aren't going to be people we can probably convince are actually our friends or something like that. So I don't think she's going to try and hail them. Okay, it's possible. I mean, Kiyama hasn't doesn't have any of this knowledge and just knows that people are firing at us, and so she, I guess, turns to whoever Palpy ships looking like Eshka visage is. Says, "Remember how you wanted to kill something?" Yes. Okay, there are. Kill them. And she like gestures out towards the cockpit of like where the ship went. Uh, and with his one good engine, Palpy ship is going to leap forward. Um, <laughs> uh, Amazing. Eshka, Eshka and VC20, I would like both of you to... Oh, right. You guys are me... outside shit. <laughs> I would like both of you to give me... Uh, you can give me either athletics or coordination. Thank you for the option. 
Um, VC20, can you roll second? Because you're going to get bonuses based on the fact that your feet are magnets. Oh no, oh no, oh no. Are you ready? Yes, please. Oh no. Uh, Eshka, you, uh, the the wrench uh, torques in your hand and snaps away from the engine. You reach out flailingly to grab onto VC20. You grab him on the elbow and you realize that he too has been yanked free of the ship from the sudden momentum, and you watch as Palpy Ship burns a blue-white line across the violet nebula towards the uh, towards the silver ship, and the two okay. of you are floating in space. Okay, this is fine. This is fine. This is <laughs> oh, fine. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! <sighs> so, uh, how much air does Eshka have? Great question. <laughs> I mean, it's only been like a few minutes. I'm sure she has enough. Uh, Palpy ship, uh, Palpy ship obliterates uh, that fighter. He leaps over the asteroid and is spinning wildly on like a lateral axis towards it because he's cockeyed. Eshka fixed the right engine and using the thrusters on his left side to kind of turn himself back in. Uh, he sweeps this insane zigzag in an orbit around the asteroid, firing several times in a shotgun pattern that decimates the Imperial Remnant ship. And the holographic face of Eshka looks at Chukiyama and says, Wait, I didn't know your engines were working. Oh, did Eshka and VC-20 get back on board? <laughs> and- like Kiyama had no clue that the engines were fixed and that he could move. In full honesty, Victoria didn't know that either. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so sorry. Organic number one is outside. She is no longer attached to a hole. Troy is also missing. Well, let's go back and get them. Like Kiyama is like kind of freaking out. Like her blue skin goes pale as she's like looking to Mia for like, oh god, what have I done? <laughs> Uh, Eshka and VC20, what are you doing as you drift in space? Um, no, how close are we to like? Life. How close are we to like any asteroids or anything? Well, you're in the dust cloud. Um, you are still moving at the clip that Palpy Ship was moving before it changed momentum and jerked away from you, um, which is actually a pretty good speed. Uh, so you are getting closer to that asteroid um maybe faster than you're totally comfortable with um i guess i'm going to uh try to brace for impact and see if there is a way to position myself so that i will hit the asteroid first okay um eshka is clinging uh to your leg um like you guys can try and abuse a little bit of your angular momentum maybe to uh turn yourself around so that you are you would be positioned there first but there's going to be a lot of swinging and merry-go-rounding because you're you know moving pretty quickly through a frictionless vacuum like you do like you do uh two more ships have appeared out of the asteroid belt them looms up over the asteroid that vc20 and ashka are headed towards uh this one is uh, is much more elongated it is the same basic design, but twice the size of the other Imperial Remnant fighters. 
and Lumia, with you know Palpyship's request to keep fighting looming in the air, you see that there is a incoming communication on your panel. I've got mail. Your text message alert is going off. All right, I'm going to check my text messages. There is a voice on the other end saying, "Unknown ship, identify yourself." Ooh, okay. Um, Aren't you glad you took that Rankin charm? Yes, I. Sh- <laughs> well, I. Yeah. Mm, I wish it, it makes me wish I'd upped it for today, which was one of the things I was thinking about doing before going for my education ideas again instead um, uh, speaking of education before you make any charm rolls or anything like that mm-hmm. uh, make, me edu- make me an education roll please okay okay one success the voice sounds really familiar oh no that's does a Celia. It, oh no not a not a <laughs> lumia oh no <laughs> does it sound familiar to me uh no it doesn't okay but given kiyama's condition that's not that's not no, that doesn't mean anything. Nah. Yeah, it's not necessarily informative. Um, Lumia, it sounds familiar to you. Uh, with one success, it probably takes you five or ten seconds to place it. Um, it sounds like a person that you grew up with. Um, his name was Sen Barrick. Uh, he was a friend of yours for a long time. Um, he was he was the son of a diplomat from Dantooine who spent several years on coral sconce um, trying to negotiate a way for Dantooine to get sufficient military support from the New Republic and avoid becoming integrated into the Imperial Remnant. Um, After several years of failure, he and his father left. Um, But this sounds almost identical to a boy, um, a man, really, um, that you knew when you were, you know, a teenager. Um, Like 12 through 15 is when you probably would have known him from. Yeah, in a metagame sense, this is your... um, This is is my person. The person I've been... Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, And I think Lumia, in, in peak Skywalker fashion... She's just going to like activate her communication console and just say, Sen? Like, she's not going to identify her ship at all. She's just going to like ask if that's him. Okay. Um, fascinating. I, <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can plan for lots of things except for somebody acting like a Skywalker. Um, yes. If you could, uh, if you could make me a charm roll now, actually, please. Okay. All right. Um, so a success and a threat. Um, I'm not not seeing the threats. I'm just, you know, tabulating them carefully, adding them up. There is a long pause from the other end, and uh, the voice says, Mia? Kiyama just sort of, like, puts her hand over the microphone and looks at her like, you know, like, kind of like, you know, like, you know this person? And, and Mia's kind of like- gesture. She's just going to, like, aggressively push Kiyama's hand away and, like, go back to talking. She's going to, like, can you stop firing on us, please? Where are we? And uh, he says, that was a crazy move you pulled. You know your friends are floating through space, right? And and she's just going to reply, like, yeah, I know. Like, that's why I'm trying to get you to stop shooting so that I can get them back. Also, I didn't make that move. Uh, Whatever, space brain. And uh, Eshka and Visa 20, you were... 
you are brought uh, to an abrupt halt. The larger silver ship is uh, above you, um, ominously reflecting the red-white light of the nebula beneath you. And you can see a hatch in the underside, and its belly is opening. You are now drifting upwards towards it at a much more manageable rate, like a like like a person in a cheesy '80s sci-fi movie who is getting abducted. You are drifting up yeah. into, into the uh, the hatch of this spaceship. Also, since of this. <laughs> also since I know nothing of what's going on in the communications. I, mm. I'm kind of just like, ah. <laughs> 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 oh no! And like my mind is probably racing with like, okay, okay, how are we gonna how are we gonna talk our way out of this? So in VC twenty, he's pretty good at talk, at diffusing situations. I can weasel my way out of some shit. We'll be we'll be okay. We'll be fine. <laughs> that's yeah. that's Eshka right now. <laughs> okay, uh, if Eshka and VC twenty could actually both make me cool rolls. Mm-hmm. To see if she succeeds in convincing herself that they'll be fine. Right. Holy shit! VC twenty is the coolest person. Oh on my the god! VC twenty is definitely a robot. VC twenty yeah. pulls sunglasses out of nowhere and puts them on. Yes. With five successes. Incredible. Okay. I um, I am actually going to rule VC twenty that you are going to collect. Um, you are going to regain uh, two strain from the quality of that cool roll, just given the immense uh, relief that you feel for not hitting that asteroid. Um, in differently related news, I'm going to spend a dark side point. Oh, no. Cutting back to the conversation, uh, the, the person that you're you know, positive at this point is Sen Lumia says, all right, we've stopped shooting. And we're going to pick up your friends. So once again, I'm cleaning up your mess. Now, what the hell are you doing out here? Your ex-boyfriend is being cheeky, is what it means. He's not my ex-boyfriend. Anyway. um, That's exactly what someone would say if he was their ex-boyfriend. Listen, listen. It's in-game. Kiyama is like, your ex-boyfriend is acting like a dick. (laughs) Listen, and and so I I think that like... Mia is so flustered that everyone assumes that this is her ex-boyfriend. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's a hot disaster of a 19-year-old. That um, she's just sort of like, we don't really know how we got here. Um, we're trying to get to Bespin. I don't, I don't think we described where we were going. We had decided yet. That's true. Like, Kiyama just like whispers over in her corner. Like, I don't think we knew where we were going. To and, be and I, think, I think Mia's. I think Mia's actually gonna have a moment where she like does become aware that like coming off a little more airheaded right now is probably to their advantage. So she's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, that's right. Like, we're we're not. We hadn't really landed. Bestman was one of the options, but we we're sort of just going in the same general area." And she's just like going full dits because it's been a little bit since she's seen Sen. Um, and so she doesn't, and also she like knows that he's probably inclined to believe that she's a moron because she ended up in this situation. Um, so she decides not necessarily to disabuse him of that because she's aware enough, I think, that they're surrounded by people who like 
were firing on them, and the only reason they're not firing on them is because of Sen. So give me a charm then, please. Yes, sir. Okay. Rough I'm time. Really, I'm really rolling not great. One failure. Yeah. Um, he I comes tried. back on the he comes back on the comm and he's not like he's not being cheeky anymore. His mm-hmm. voice is a little harder and says Bespin. That's weeks away, Mia. What are you what are you doing here and why are you trying to sell me on such a ridiculous story? This is this is not a good time. And um, I'm going to cut away from the conversation because Great. at this point, uh, VC20 and Eshka are in belly of the ship. Uh, gravity, re- gravity reasserts itself uh, artificially. And there's, it's, it is a smaller ship than, uh, than Palpy ship is while the, while the silhouette is almost as large, much of it is taken up by the huge sweeping wings and weapon systems. The actual cabin is quite small and the you know the entrance the airlock is smaller still there's barely enough room for both of you and as it opens crammed into a tight hallway are two uh like gray armored troopers they don't have the uh signature sort of mandalorian riff map uh they are two human men one with sort of like medium skin and like a paler guy with a beard, and you can actually see their faces. They're both wearing uh, heavy helmets that swoop down in the back, and armor, you know, from head to toe. Otherwise, that's that deep gray I d- I just mentioned. They both have blasters trained on the two of you, and they relax as they see that you're unarmed. And the one of the 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 medium skin and the clean shaven face says. One of the two of you come in so we can close the airlock back up, but uh, no sudden moves, if you don't mind. Understood. Thank you for collecting us. He nods curtly, and the two of them back up to give you space to come in. They leave their weapons at the side, but um, they don't take their eyes off you, and they don't turn away. And as the two of you edge your way further in, the inner airlock door uh, hisses shut. You can hear the outer airlock door uh, hiss shut behind you. If the inner airlock door were still open, that would be a dangerous situation. <laughs> you would yeah. all be uh, out in space again. Oh, no. Uh, uh, past them, you can see into... Um, there, there's there's a door on either side of this uh, narrow, cramped hallway. And at the very end, you can see that there is a half-open door that leads into a cockpit uh, in which um, another human man is having some kind of conversation over. You can't really hear it, um, and you can't really see him super well, but you can see the nebula beyond. So what has happened, uh, what has occurred, and maybe I should have been a little bit more flexible with the dice, so this is on me, um, but your um, your obligations have finally come calling. Um, it took... Uh, five sessions for you guys to roll the two and three chance that somebody's obligation would occur. We made it, guys. You guys finally <laughs> made it. Uh, and it, it, is, uh, it, is, it is Lumia's number that has come up. Um, so I think uh, just, just to reiterate, he did not, uh, he did not believe you, uh, Lumia. Um, he 
Kiam is just uh, staring at uh, Mia as this happens and is just going to like go into like the back room with Palpy ship and just tell him like, right now, don't attack them. Our friends are on this ship. But also like, yeah, just keep an eye out or something. I don't know. She's just trying to tell the ship to stand down. Like, don't kill. Pause on the killing. Organic number one only completed work on one of my engines. I am unsure if I would be able to kill both ships in my current state. That's good. We don't want to kill right now. Are you certain? Yes. Also, if someone else comes on board this ship, don't tell them your name is Palpy Ship. Because apparently Palpatine. Can I call myself Spectre again? If someone besides the five of us, or four of us, asks you, yes. Thank you. You can be Spectre in your heart. I do not have a heart. Okay. And <laughs> she it's just like, okay, this is a weird conversation to have with a ship. And just like walks back out. You're making me uncomfortable, Palpy yeah. Ship. Um, so yeah, I think Lumia is going to, she's going to sort of take a deep breath and look at Sen and sort well, of have he's this. On, he's on the other ship. Okay. Well, look towards Sen. Um, okay. and she's going to say, we don't actually know how we got here. That part was at least the truth. Um, uh, there's, there's another longish pause and he says, okay, I buy that. Um, we're headed. And she's going to sort of say, we're headed back to Coruscant. From? Anoth. Anoth. On the other side of the galaxy in the opposite direction past Coruscant, Anoth. Listen, I said I wasn't lying when I said we didn't know how we got here. Okay, listen. Here's what's happened. I am in charge of a task force. I am currently maintaining a blockade that you've just crossed, and you just shot one of our ships. So there's really no way for me to explain this to my superior unless you come with me. You are in a ship of unknown design with a lot of firepower, and you say that you're lost? This is a bad situation, Mia. I've got two of your people on board my ship right now, and from the looks of it, you've got one working engine out of three. I don't know if you win this firefight. No, I don't know that we do. Um, and she's going to look at Kiyama and just sort of, like, she doesn't know what to say. Because, like, the truth of the matter is also extremely unbelievable, right? Like, she hasn't technically lied to him apart, except for saying going to Coruscant. But um, do you, and can you we figure out where we are at least before we agree to go with him? Like... Literally, where are we? <laughs> Will he tell us that? Um, I don't know if he'll tell us that. It's it's clear that he is the one who has the upper hand right now, and I don't know how to get it back. Well, all right. That's, I guess we don't have much of a choice. And our mechanic is on that ship as well, so even if we did want to try and get out of here, we, we need Ashka and VC-20. Yeah, okay. we do. We can't leave here without them. Lumia is going to turn back towards the console and sort of flip it back on again. Mm -hmm. And she's going to say, I know that you don't believe me. I haven't lied to you. Like, and I think she's going to sort of take a deep breath and, and just sort of say, there was this force portal and we ended up on the other side of the galaxy. This was the first ship we found. We're just trying to get back. I'm not lying to you. I couldn't, if I were lying to you, I would make up something so much easier to understand than this. 
but I don't understand what happened. Okay. I like that. Um, give me another charm roll. Okay. You do have two light side points now. I have been spending dark side points. Okay. Uh, triumph, plenty of successes. He comes back on the comm and he says, Okay. I don't know that I buy all of that for now, but I will say that I buy that it's a crazy story. How about that? I'm gonna, it is a crazy story. I'm going to take you under tow and you can you can come to our command center for this system and we'll fix up your ship while we figure out what comes next. How's that sound? That sounds I mean, I'll accept it. I don't have much of a choice, do I? Ask him what system we're in. Where are we? Bodajef. Bodajedge? Sorry, that was a bad joke. Bodajef. <laughs> Bodajef. Yeah. Bo to Jeff. Uh, I will put the name in the chat. Thank you. Bofa Jeff. So he does just that. Uh, VC20 and Eshka, the... Two, the, the two soldiers who are on board this ship uh, come forward and they don't like grab you or you know point guns at you or again or anything, but they make a little room in the hallway and the paler bearded one uh, says, we're going to need the two of you to step over here. And he points to the door on the right side of the hallway. He slaps a panel and the door slides open. Does it look ominous? Not really. Um, maybe ominous in its barrenness. It is just a room with a single light set into the top center, uh, probably three meters to an edge. And it it does look a lot like a holding cell. Okay. There's no I way around walk, that. Walk into it without hesitation. Okay. BC20 with his five success cool roll yet again strides into the uh, it tr- strides into this featureless chamber. I will walk into it with the uh, Rindui equivalent of like a grimace. Okay. Yeah, I forget all your facial expressions are sort of through your fur, right? Yeah. Or at least um, like like my natural ones are or like, you know, hmm. if I want to kind of keep my thoughts to myself more, I just keep my face blank, but my my fur patterns might betray me if anyone you know knows how to read them but right you sort of realize sadly that the bleaching that you received from the basic rain on exegol has limited the expressiveness of your renwi Uh, but you so you walk in in there with the equivalent of a very lopsided grimace i have renwi ennui Fuck up, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to tell a story here. So um, am I. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm yeah. done. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the the door slides shut behind you, Eshka, and you you know realize pretty quickly that there is no way to open it from this side. The that's what you think. Yeah. Well, I mean, you are a mechanic. You also do. Uh, Actually, this maybe is the moment where you come to the very sad realization that your backpack is mostly empty. A lot of your tools that weren't like strapped into um, little notches or niches in your pack uh, flew out and are 
just sort of lost in the void of space currently. This genuinely wounds my soul. I'm sorry, you've lost a lot of your tools. <sighs> that six damn threat. I just had to roll it. You just had to roll it. You had no choice. <laughs> the ship comes over. It sweeps over to Palpy ship and puts a tractor beam on it. And slowly, uh, because the mass differential is uh, actually slightly favored towards Palpy ship, uh, you are towed around the asteroid belt over the course of probably an hour or so towards uh, the second planet of the system, around which is a large, um, what looks like a, like a space station, uh, notched in between the planet and one of its three moons. The ship slides uh, Palpy ship into, to like, towards a docking bay uh, where the space station tractor beams take over, and it docks itself uh, next to you in the docking bay. Uh, the bay itself is filled with um, humans and aliens, predominantly like a shorter, um, somewhere between four and five feet tall, very rotund, like maroon skin species. Um, but a smattering of other races, um, Twi'lek, um, a Deboran, a few others, um, all wearing that dark gray, uh, that, that charcoal armor uh, with the open face and uh, the, the sweeping down in the back on the helmet. Uh, Kiyama and Lumia, you are on board Palpy ship and can do what you please. Uh, Eshka and VC-20, uh, once the ship has landed, uh, the two of you uh, are let out of the room. The door opens. The paler bearded guard, uh, who has his weapon in hand once more, uh, gestures with the barrel of it and says, all right, come on. We're going out now. I will follow. Uh, Kiyama, Lumia, you're on board Palpy ship. What are you doing? So Kiyama has spent the last hour just gently probing Mia of like trying to figure out, like just trying to get, I guess, global context of what's going on. Like who's the Imperial Remnant and <laughs> mm -hmm. what does this mean? Like just trying to get it to make sense of who these people are. And... um She's resisted any like personal probing questions for now, but um, for now, for now. Um, but I guess when they land, she gets up and I mean, she has her blaster rifle and um, her lightsabers because I got the other two in my bag from the Dark Jedi. And I guess she's just waiting to see what Mia does. Okay. Um, to allow Mia a little bit of time to get back to her mic and unmute, um, I'm going to make an education roll for her to see what uh, to see what she can tell you about the uh, Imperial Remnant and similar. And also, I can provide some backstory for the listener, which is very exciting. Okay, so with uh, a triumph and two successes on Core Worlds, uh, what she can relate is that after the you know the empire collapsed, not everything was formed up smoothly. Um, the remaining major players in the galaxy are uh, the New Republic, which has most of the core worlds um, and a lot of the midrim, as well as a fair amount of the what you might think of as the galactic south uh, down to the outer rim. Uh, in the east, 
However, um, the Trade Federation and the Hut cartels uh, reign supreme. They control or blackmail or tacitly have their fingers in goings-on of dozens of systems each, um, but they feud with each other bitterly um, because they both uh, have similar MOs of doing business in a very shady fashion, uh, relying on less standing armies and more mercantile power and clout. And the Imperial Remnant sort of took to the north portion of the galaxy. Uh, It's a loose collection of moths. Uh, Grand Moffs, planetary governors, and similar ranking officials who have re-coalesced into real power structure uh, using a lot of leftover imperial uh, materiel. They, you know, their ships are all either refurbished or redesigned, uh, Star Destroyers, TIE Fighters, things like that. These new swept wings ships are a fairly recent uh, innovation, Um, but they you know, maintain in a very control in a very similar imperial fashion. There's been no talk of, you know, building Death Stars because they're already at two strikes with that one. Um, but it's, you know, very much a militaristic culture, very much a hierarchical, rigid culture. And you know, they, the New Republic has a standing open offer to assist or liberate any system that wants it. Uh, but as time has gone on and ha- and as power bases outside of the Empire and the New Republic have solidified, um, it has become harder and harder to make good on that offer. Point where, over the last five years, no systems have changed hands and the New Republic and the Imperial Remnant are uh, still officially at war, but in a virtual standoff. Them blockading a system isn't necessarily a problem or pro- provocation, depending on where Bodajeff is. And since uh, you did not necessarily do great on your education, um, telling you offhand where Bodajeff is uh, does not seem in keeping with what you know. Although, uh, Kiyama, you could attempt um, either education or outrim. Um, I don't have good in either of them, so let me... Education or Outer Rim. Yeah, they're the, about the same. So I'm just going to pick Outer Rim and we'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, with two successes, what oh. you know is that Bodajef is actually a fairly strategically relevant planet. Um, it stands at the crossroads of uh, Salon Corridor, which is a minor hyperlane, and the Hydean Way, which is the major hyperlane that you guys were actually looking for. Um, it is very near to the eastern edge of Imperial Remnant space. Um, you don't know how you know that fact, but you do. And <laughs> as well, you know that the squat uh, maroon-skinned aliens outside are uh, the Jeffy, uh, which is the name of the native species of Boda Jeff. I am not kidding you. The species is named the Jeffy. Space Wars. <laughs> space Wars. Gotta love, gotta love space wars. Um, okay, all right. That gives her some preparation. She's still gonna be willing, ready to go with her blaster rifle and <laughs> everything whenever Mia's ready to leave. Sure. Outside the cockpit, you can see um, a ramp descending from the central hull of the Imperial Remnant ship that uh, had you had you kind of cornered the larger one and. 
down the ramp come VC-20 and Eshka, flanked by guards in that charcoal armor on their side, as well as a taller guy who's um, also wearing the charcoal armor, um, but his head, um, his excuse me, his helmet on the swept back portion of it has two red stripes. Kiyama uh, elbows me and is like, is that your ex? <laughs> is that your boyfriend? He's not my boyfriend. And I think that uh, Mia's just going to sort of, like, wave, like, really awkwardly, like, one of those, like, hi, sorts of, like, not not okay. necessarily enthusiastic, not necessarily rude, just sort of, like, a little chagrined. Uh, he is looking up at the cockpit. He sees you wave. He doesn't wave back, but he makes, like, a jerking motion with uh, his thumb, kind of indicating for you to get out of the ship. We should go. Uh, and I think um, she's sort of going to look at Palpy Ship and she's going to be like, behave, please. Um, I'm to kill one ship. We'll let you kill more later. Um, I was told as many as I wanted. You'll get you're there. In, you're injured. We'll, 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 we'll kill when you won't possibly die. Just like, don't talk to strangers, okay? I already told him not to introduce himself as Palpy Ship. I figured yeah, but that I think might... it's probably better if he just doesn't talk to strangers at all. Like, that would just be for the best, I think. They wouldn't no understand him. Mm-hmm. No <laughs> talking to strangers. Strangers. Yep. Okay. No, ta- no taking spaceship candy from strangers. Uh, grudgingly, Palpy Ship lowers uh, the gangplank and opens up his hatch. As the two of you come down it, um, there is a crowd of about 20 of the aliens, like I described before, in orderly lines. Their weapons are held, but not up. However, Kiyama, when you show at the door with the blaster rifle in your hand... Uh, oh, no, it's they, not in my yeah. hand. Okay. I'll say it's not my hand. It's like slung on my back, and I have my lightsabers mm-hmm. on my belt. Okay. Uh, as you show up in the door with the rifle on your back... Uh, a couple of them kind of move nervously, but nobody draws on you. Uh, Sen, uh, the two guards that were on his ship, Eshka and VC-20, are uh, at the bottom of the gangplank. Uh, Sen is a group to be kind of like a tall guy. He's on the thin side. Uh, it looks as though he is affecting some stubble, Mia, which suits him fairly well mm-hmm. and he <laughs> has imagine. he has grown into his uh, sort of large roman nose excellent uh, but other than that he looks essentially the same as when you last saw him four years ago uh you know taller certainly and now wearing the uniform of the imperial remnant but mostly the same he looks at you seriously as the two of you come down the ramp, and uh, Kiyama, he... Kiyama, make a vigilance roll, if you wouldn't mind, please. Okay. That goes well. I actually have, hopefully, this, I can do well with this. I have a good vigilance. Okay, yeah. he, uh, he is trying not to, um, but he is... You catch him looking, basically, uh, but not at you, per se. He is looking at your lightsabers. Okay. It's it's very clear to you that he recognizes that what they are and what they represent. Yeah, Kiyama's getting used to, or is coming to terms with the fact that as long as she carries them, people are going to think certain things. So People are going to assume. Yeah. 
Even though they're wrong, I'm not a Jedi. As as the two of you reach the bottom of the ramp, he nods at you, Mia, and he reaches out his hand, Kiyama, and he says, Rifle, please. That wasn't a part of the agreement to come here. He looks down at your belt where the lightsabers are, and he says, you barely need the blaster anyway. We need to maintain some appearances around here. I think Lumia's not even going to say anything. I think she's just going to watch and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, Kiyama's just going to look around and just kind of and gonna kind of size up this human and will... It's like, I have my comforts and know that some prefer to see blasters more than others. I, I'll keep what I want. Oh no. <laughs> this is fine. Okay. I mean, I'm not trying to be like, I'm not trying to like incite a fight, but it's just more of like a, I'm just trying to see if I can. If you can, if you can if kind can of. Call his bluff or just see some, like, I don't, I'm just trying to see where, at what point is he like. Okay. Because he, he's uh, trying to be, di- I heard him be trying to be diplomatic. I'm wanting to see what that limit is. Sure. Uh, like, VC20, not, yeah. VC20, you've made a leadership role. Where yeah, you... and I was apparently muted. Um, I'm going to try to change the subject and <laughs> basically um, kind of ignore this scuffle and mm-hmm. point out that there is a big mess and perhaps we can all get together and resolve this misunderstanding, you know, since we're all here now. Okay. Um, so I think that the difficulty you rolled against there is appropriate and you've gotten three successes. Um, so I will rule that uh, he he looks at you for like a long moment, uh, Kiyama, and he says, keep it on your back. And he looks over at you, VC20, and says, you are right, droid. Let's do just that. And uh, he calls out in a um, language you're probably not familiar with, and the group of troopers about faces and marches off and he makes like a hand motion to his the two guards that were on his ship with him they they join the uh the marching cadre and he looks at the four of you and says let's sit down and meet then follow me he's kind of conspicuously gal i'm not even going to ask you to roll for this of uh not Kiyama, I'm sorry. Uh, Mia, he's specifically avoiding looking at you. Um, this, you're not quite sure why his body language isn't giving you much, but he is, it seems m- far more comfortable talking to PC20, for instance, or Kiyama, even, you know, even with the tension. He guides you off of the hangar bay to a smallish office. It's after the sterile militarism of the ship and the hangar. It's a little odd how lived in the room feels. It's pretty clear that it's some kind of break room. There is calf brewing that smells like it's been sitting there for a couple of hours. There's like a box for keeping food cold, things of that nature. And he walks over to the door and locks it. There's a window so you can see out in the hallway. You can see people passing and occasionally peering in curiously, but he doesn't really seem concerned about that. Just more about auditory privacy. And he gestures over to the uh, the calf machine and he says, can I get you anything to drink? Does anybody need any food? And he looks down at you, Ashka. He says, I'm not necessarily sure we have anything for you. 
I'm sorry. I might have missed something. Do we, are we like. We're not prisoners. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure. No. I mean, you guys had more of the like prisoner ship. I, okay. Actually, let's, let's RP this because I actually think you yeah. would ask that. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, I, like, I know that we aren't, but Eshka's, okay. Eshka's like, uh. Okay. Yeah. No, like, Kiyama just sort of like leans down. It's like, so, uh, you guys might have technically been prisoners, but we're not anymore because apparently Mia knows him. And like, is she, she's like pointing back and forth between the two. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and Eshka like looks back and forth between them and she like leans in to whisper to Kiyama, but she's not very good at whispering unless she like has to whisper. <laughs> and so she's like, are they like a thing? There's some kind of weird tension there. I I mean, and, I, and I think I think Mia's gonna be talking <laughs> like it's not a thing. There's no tension. <laughs> and and you guys were and you guys were quiet before, but you say that very loudly, and Sen over by the calf machine like looks over curiously and um just kind of shakes his head. Uh, he pulls off uh, his helmet. Um, <clears throat> see that his his uh, hair, uh, which is dark, has been cut like super short um basically basically shaved um it looks as though it's down to just stubble much like the hair on his face and he sets the helmet down with a clunk and sits next to it and he says so the four of you have just made my life very complicated and you don't have to explain to me why but if you do maybe it can be uncomplicated so the general existence of exegol is um like pretty widespread Right. It's, or like, so he would know it exists. That's not like. It would be, um, it's like the Sith version of Atlantis would be its equivalent in our world. It's, it's a legendary place. Like Voidfarers and the like talk about, you know, having seen it or having found it and stuff like that. But it's always rumor. It's generally considered legendary. So it's like I said, I came back from the Bermuda Triangle and it's like, sure. Yeah, exactly. I've just been, <laughs> I've just flown back in from the Bermuda Triangle, and boy, are my arms tired. Right. So, like, I guess the thing that I'm trying to ascertain is whether, mm -hmm. like, saying, "Oh, we just came from Exegol," um, whether the location of Exegol would be like basically a state secret that we would not want the Imperial remnants to have. Yeah, um, that is a great question, and. So uh, I think that it's I think that the best way to decide that VC twenty, um, you can give me a core worlds role, uh, try and you know gauge the knowledge that you have of new the the, the new republic military espionage situation. Okay, with two threat, um, it's it's unclear. Uh, you can't really think of why it would be a bad thing to tell him. Um, other than like it's a bad place it's it's very much up to your discretion i guess is how i would describe it right um so i'm going to go ahead and start off by apologizing um to this man because i'm about to make his life slightly more complicated okay. um as i reveal that i am a member of the senate um and that um kind of imply that my status makes it um more important that this goes smoothly for both of us. He kind of squints his eyes, he says, and rubs his forehead a little bit, and he says, you know, actually that, 
um, that makes things less complicated. It was com- it was complicated when I thought that I just had the daughter of a senator in my custody, but now to have a sitting senator as well, I don't have <clears throat> I don't have clearance to start any war, senator. So, hooray! Um, that was me, not PC twenty. I don't think he would right. just say hooray. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he might. I don't know. He's whimsical sometimes. Yeah. He did a smiley face emoji verbally. Yeah. <laughs> We are also not interested in escalating any conflicts. Before I start speaking, what have you been told of our situation to date? I was told about a crazy force portal and Anoth, and that you're headed to Bespin. I can confirm the veracity of those statements. Okay. So you came through a crazy force portal from Anoth to Bodajeff? Um, you looked a mess when you came out of it. It wasn't exactly on purpose. The the portal did not take us to this location. It took us to a an uninhabited planet where, having no other means to escape, we made use of this ship, which uh, was damaged. It's a it's a it's a fine piece of machinery. Yes, and when you came across us, it had been damaged in flight. Okay. All right. I buy it, Senator. He is still um, sort of pointedly not looking at me. Uh, Told you, tension. You can see him (laughs) thinking. Kiyama's just like, Kiyama and Eshgar are just standing in the back, and they're just like sort of nod. She nods back and she's like, yeah, you can cut it with a knife. (laughs) (laughs) But what kind of tension is it? I know, right? They definitely, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He looks, I... After he's, he stops thinking and he focuses back on UVC-20, he says, okay, here's what we'll do. The four of you are going to have to stay here for, I don't know, a day, maybe a little more, while your ship gets fixed up. I am going to record that the ship you destroyed malfunctioned and was destroyed in a pretty routine accident. Sort of the cover-up that we're going to have to go with to avoid any unpleasant interplanetary altercations and then i'm gonna let you go on your way since you're going to bespin you're not gonna pass any more elements of the blockade that's in the other direction and we'll call it square from there how's that sound that sounds wonderful and we thank you for your assistance yeah uh, he finally looks at mia and he says i i guess you now you owe me one or another one and he stands up, uh, he hands you a pad, VC-20, he says, this will give you directions to your quarters. Try and stay there as much as you can for the next day or so. I don't need you walking around and provoking any extra questions. If you need, if you need anything, you can contact me through that as well. Other than that, uh, I'll, let you, I'll let you know once your ship's fixed up. Understood. Thank you. Yeah. He nods and uh, he walks out of the break room, uh, leaving the door open and, un- open and unlocked behind him. So are you ever going to tell us what actually happened between you two? Nothing happened between us. He's a f- and and Mia's going to pause and she's just going to go, he was a friend. That's all. Okay. And I think Mia's just going to sort of mutter under her breath like, oh my god, I just can't stop. Like, I don't know what they're talking about. And like sort of get all grumpy and grouchy. <laughs> I'm just saying, 
Even if you weren't an item, there is something going on there. That's all I'm saying. And you know, you, you don't have to tell us. Your, your private life is your private life. I'm and just saying. And she's just like, look, do you have friends you're close to? He and I were close. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am perplexed. I don't understand what this dynamic is that I just witnessed. Well, then that's part of your problem. That sounds like a you problem, not a me problem. Okay, that's fine. I'm not saying you have a problem. I'm just curious. He said you have, that's a second one he owes you. Or is he going to call in a debt at some point? And Mia's going to sort of pause and consider and just go, I don't really know. I don't think so, but I don't know. So the, the four of you, I'm imagining, head back towards your... The, the room that the pad that he's given you has, is directing you to. It's super simple. It is like a like a barracks room. It has two bunk beds in it. Um, so I am imagining VC20 and Eshka fighting over who gets top bunk, but that's just <laughs> that's just some, that's just DM head cannon. I assume VC20 we'll is just like climbing under the bottom <laughs> mattress. <laughs> He's just on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Like, he doesn't really need the mattress in the conventional sense. It's just for show. Is he like, like, is it like Vendor's Closet in Futurama? I don't know if any of you get that reference. Yeah, we're going with something yes. like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, roughly a day passes. Uh, I, You guys can decide whatever method you would like to pass the day. Maybe Eshka teaches everybody how to cheat at cards. I, I think that is a great skill for Kiyama to have. She doesn't know a lot right now. <laughs> so might as well get into larcenous once. <laughs> there we yeah. go. Yeah. When you don't know anything, learn how to steal. Exactly. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the Skyrim mentality. <laughs> so after close to a day passes, it is mid-morning the next day. It's not right when you wake up. There is a beep on the pad. It is a message, it looks like, from Sen. Who opens it up? Is it addressed to everybody, or is it just to one person? Uh, it is addressed to Mia. Um, I think Your Mia... boyfriend's calling. He's not my boyfriend. <laughs> and Mia's going to open open the message. Um, it is more of a text missive than a, a hollow communication or a voice communication. Okay, she's going to read the missive. Okay. It just says, sorry. Oh, no! Oh, you- <gasps> Brian, you're pushing all my buttons in the best way. <laughs> and there is a sound at the door, and it hisses open, and at the doorway is a tall figure in a black robe hooded. Oh no. And the figure walks in. You can see that there is a line of guards behind them. Uh oh. And he walks past the bunk beds. There's a, you know, growing sense of dread. Kiyama, you can feel your chest getting tighter, constricting that same 
headache, tension feeling that you felt back on Anoth. And the figure reaches up and pulls their hood back. And it is a human man, almost dedicatedly nondescript, bald, brown eyes, young face, maybe mid-twenties, late-twenties. None of the rest of you recognize him, uh, but Kiyama is the first person that you have recognized in the three weeks since you've lost your memory in the crash. Okay. And that's where we're going to stop tonight. What? <laughs> of course. Like, do I recognize them or do I know them? Like. Oh, you know, you know them. Uh oh. Oh, I know. Shit's up. You have to wait. No! <laughs> Feeling stressed after a sudden revelation? Why don't you have a Lara bar? Uh, <laughs> oh, this episode man. sponsor. Has, <laughs> has the stress of this episode tired you out? Good thing, right now on CasperMattress.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh,